Hey there, I'm Jade. And I'm Josh. And on this episode of Our Taste is Trash, we review the Christmas comedy musical Spirited, discuss the craziest film adaptations of A Christmas Carol, and talk upcoming December movie drops. So remember to rate, review, and follow wherever you listen. Stick around. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Welcome into a, another episode of Our Taste is Trash. I'm Josh. And I'm Jade. And Jade, I'm I'm stuffy again. Like I've, I've caught another plague uh, here. Ooh. Touched our house. So like last time we recorded, apparently I was just getting the first like tingling of uh plague and then i was down for like three days still a little bit congested and uh, now danielle my wife is she i I think i have to check on her in a few minutes here because i think she may be (laughs) at death's door (laughs) oh my god it's bad yeah it's (laughs) sorry (laughs) uh we always laugh we always laugh though when that happens because you know we'll we'll take care of each other but then we're like hey you know if you do go when we get that insurance check, we can give our dogs the life they deserve. Yeah. <laughs> and your best friend, Jade. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <sure>. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's where we are uh, recording. Uh, you, no one can see us, so they don't know if we're recording virtually or in a but studio. But the sound is off a, a little yeah, bit. It's yeah. off a little bit, yeah. So, But uh, because I've been sick, I have been catching up on a lot of things, uh, Jade, this week with our Finally. weekly watches. Can I just say, first of all, I think again, you may have undersold 1899. Yeah, some shows I think you oversell and some maybe under. And this wait, did Josh, I say okay. you undersold it. You under yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I was like, wow. Not okay. oversold, undersold it. It yeah, was yeah. much, much better than I anticipated well, it being. You know, I got I get a little worried about 1899 because I feel like it's a very specific show that I don't think general audiences are necessarily going to like love or get it. You know what I mean? Like I can see that, but like to so, me, I, I love it. To me, it's a perfect marriage of two genres and, mm-hmm. it, and it works the way they did it. Cause it wasn't, it wasn't like, fuck you. Like Donnie Darko confusing. You know what I mean? Right. Like it was, yeah. you know, they had enough mist. So, so the two, I'm talking about mystery and sci-fi. To me, that's what this show really is. Like there's mm-hmm. an element of mystery and then there's these weird sci-fi elements that come together at the end. It was great. Like, you know, every, and yeah. you, know what, you know what really stood out for me just to not give too much away shows today. We talk about this a lot on streaming don't do a great job being standalone episodes or or an mm-hmm. episodic series. Like one thing I enjoy about watching or even binging a show is wanting to go on to the next, you know, episode. You know, having that cliffhanger at the end or that surprise and going, holy shit, like I can't possibly stop watching now. I have to stay up to three in the morning to well, fucking finish this. Like And that's exactly what ended up <laughs> happening to me because it was at the end of every episode. They kept like introducing another mystery or like another element to the story. And I was like, oh my God, wait, like, so what is it now? Like what's happening now? And like I literally kept being like, I have to figure it out. I have to figure out what's going on. Like I have to know. But I will say with 1899, I am pretty proud of myself because I did figure it out like before they explained it. And sure. I was like, oh, okay, cool. So like I was right about like halfway through the show. So I, you know, give us a little pot in the back there. I made a few leaps and I I was, I wouldn't say I was completely right, but I was, I would say I got 
two or three points right where I was like, okay, this, mm-hmm. this makes sense. I'm, I'm understanding it now. And, you know, and it, that's, what's fun about the show too, to me is that it doesn't give too much away in the first couple episodes, but doesn't leave you in a point where you're just like, this is fucked up. I don't want to watch anymore. You know, you're, you're curious to see what happens next. So yeah. I think that's a, that's a double recommendation. 1899. If you like mystery and sci-fi, definitely go watch that. Anything you've been catching up on or are starting this week. Uh, that's new Jane. Yeah, so I just finished um, season two of Firefly Lane that just dropped recently. I I finished that as well, Jade. Yes. What were your, what were your thoughts on this season? I thoroughly enjoyed the season. You know, like I we talked about this before, where sometimes second seasons can either like drop the ball or just kind of like lose the story or, or you know characters or whatever. But I think this is a great example of like this is just such a solid tight story and i think this benefits from obviously being a novel um but like i just i just love the way they weave together the different um timelines and kind of like they also use that as parallels as to what's happening in like each woman's life and i just think they touch on so many different um things that you as like a person go through through adolescence through early adulthood through later adulthood um and of course, you guys know me by now. I cried, <laughs> obviously, <laughs> multiple times <laughs> through every episode, I think. <laughs> so I, I will say, I think this is some of Katherine Heigl's best work. And I also love seeing, um, what is it? I always forget her name. Sarah Chalk. Uh, Sa- Sarah Chalk from Scrubs, as many of you know, Elliot on Scrubs. Uh, mm-hmm. This is a great role for both of them, I think. And you know, it, I think this is a good show also for fans of This Is Us. If you really enjoyed watching that show, it's told in a similar manner, but I think this is told better. I think this, you know, especially yeah. the way they go back and forth and intercut the timelines, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. I do have one problem with this season, though, Jade. Oh, okay. I, I, hopefully, I'm not giving too much away, but there is a car crash. And the way that Sarah Chalk's character deals with that crash, oh. I think it was a bit extreme. And that storyline was completely, I, yes. I, no. I was thrown out of the, I was like, this is too much. Like, com- I agree with you in terms of like, I just felt like the handling of it didn't make any sense. It like, didn't, right? I, okay. I, I personally, yeah. I'm like, that's not how I don't think I would have reacted to that, especially not knowing all the information first, but exactly. The, yeah. But the way it unfolded is because that was the whole that was the whole linear thing in the first season was you knew that there was a funeral and you didn't know who died and they kept revealing little pieces bit by bit. And then they started showing a car accident, but you didn't know like who got in the car accident. And then if the person in the car accident, were they the ones who died at the funeral? So like they tried to keep that thread in until obviously the second season. Cause that was the big cliffhanger at the end, because first it was like, we found out in season one that it wasn't Sarah Chalk's character. And then it, wasn't Catherine Heigl's character. So then we were like, oh my God, is it the husband? Because the end of season one is him being like blown up in Afghanistan or Iraq. Yeah. Afghanistan. So then you kind of, they, they keep that threat essentially like, well, then who got into the car accident? What happened? And da, da, da. So, um, you, you know, what's funny is, is at the end of the season, I actually ended up finding, uh, Malarkey or Sarah Chalk's character <laughs> more selfish than, Tully or or Catherine Heigl's character based on what she did. I'm sorry, but season one and two, she's always more selfish. Right. And like, she's always telling other people they are. And I'm like, you guys, you and Tully are the exact same. That's why you get along. You are the same person. Almost. Like, I, 
I feel bad for Tully so much. Like the whole first season thoroughly pissed me off of this whole storyline with like her husband and like the miscarriage. And I was like, this is so fucked up. I was like, can this woman like not catch a break? Because yeah, the whole thing is like, she's unable to have children because of what happened to her at that party with that guy. And so she's kind of accepted that. And so she made it as part of her life of like, well, whatever, I never wanted children anyways. And then when she actually had that opportunity, she was like, well, now, now that I can, like, maybe this changes what I always thought for my life. And then she always pushed men away and because she was always hurt by men. And then here comes a man being like, don't push me away. I want to be a part of your life. I'm going to be here for you. He tells her all the things that she wants to hear because, you know, she's scared. And then what does he do? Immediately leaves her after she miscarries. I'm like, wow. Yeah. Wow. I almost had forgotten about that. Uh, I will also say the recap of season one, the edit is terrible. It tells you (laughs) nothing about what actually happens. I was like, wait, absolutely not. I was like, didn't she have a miscarriage? And like, they have this one tiny clip of her in the bathroom. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, wait, but but can you refresh my memory? Because this was a very traumatic part of season one. And they're like, no, no. it was the worst no. recap. I was no. like, I need more details, actually. But no, yeah. so yeah, Firefly Lane season two. Fantastic. Definitely worth watching. I have one terrible watch that I'll, I'll go over really quick as well this week. So it is the Christmas season. As we know, our movie this week is Spirited. We're getting into our holiday movies. Uh, yes. Danielle, against my better judgment, convinced me to watch another Netflix original. Oh, is it what I think it is? The Noel Diary. Oh, with, oh God. Uh, what's, what is his name? Justin Hartley. Justin Hartley. This is Jade. Josh. There I'm is bad. So there's sorry. Hallmark bad. And then there's whatever this is. No, like, I, it, I knew that that was going to be trash. And it I... is a dumpster fire. They abuse slow motion. So like, let me tell you. There are random moments where it's either a change in frame rate or they just decide to do something like like there's an instance where he's starting a fire. Nothing else is happening. He's just starting a fire and they go slow motion as he puts two logs in and then cuts back to the scene like nothing is happening. Another. Isn't it so romantic? Isn't he so. It happens like five. But it's just his hand. It's not even his face or he's not even sure. Nothing. It's just here's a hand. Josh. Hands are the female gaze. Uh, okay. okay. It was like, hey, let me, let me, let me, I'm going to pull this up. It was like this much of a hand, like, right, like right there, that much was of a hand. It, like, it wasn't like, like it wasn't, it wasn't like, see my hands. It was like, yeah, it was like a figure. It, it, it's just like the editor was bored and said, Hey, you know what? We need a few extra seconds here. I'm just going to, there we go. Maybe One they here. were like, can you spice it up a bit? Cause nothing's actually <laughs> happening in the movie. <laughs> You're like, Oh, that was like, all right, I guess I'll just, it was another time. I, I forget what the, the actress's name is, uh, Barrett Doss in this, she's like walking or doing something as well. And suddenly halfway through her gate, she, slow motion, couple of seconds. Nope. No rhyme or reason. Just here's slow motion. I'm like, <laughs> I can't even follow the plot. This plot is pointless. Josh, do you think that they get awful like college interns to edit these films? Absolutely. I think they get college interns to fucking direct and edit. Right. I think they're like, all right, how much do we actually have to spend? All right. We're going to get a couple of we're going to go over to the NBC building. We're going to get a couple of pages and just say, hey, can you write something? You can you hold a camera? You hold the boom mic. Let's make this thing. We're going to pay a couple of million dollars here to uh, our cast and. We have a movie done. It's just a bunch of kids from film school, 100%. I bet, I bet um, you this entire thing, the production from beginning to end probably took about eight days. Yeah. Oh. Included, including editing, post-production, eight days. God, done. yeah. Yeah. The yeah. can, ready to go. Well, on another note, here's a great movie that's currently on Netflix that is worth the watch that I just watched. 
is Emily the Criminal. It's not a Netflix original, but I have been wanting to see this. And I was actually going to rent it until I saw that it was on Netflix. Um, But yeah, it's really good. It's Aubrey Plaza and Theo Rossi. Um, Aubrey Plaza plays Emily and she is um, a, a woman who had gone to art school um, in hopes of doing, you know, illustration or art or whatever. And um, she ended up mounting like $70,000 with student loan debt. Um, right. But yeah, but, but because she has a felony conviction from a, um, what is it, a battery charge, she has trouble getting any job that can basically actually pay that off. So she always has these like, you know, hourly jobs. She's like a cater waiter or whatever. Um and each time you see her like kind of trying to go through the process of getting like an office job. And each time she keeps getting denied because like they keep questioning her about like her past and basically making these assumptions. And I, they don't ever clearly say it, but I assume. So at one point she kind of says something where it's like, I think she was defending herself against an abusive boyfriend. Mm. And that was why, but um, she never like fully explains it. But anyways, the whole thing is she ends up getting caught up in this credit card fraud scam with, uh, Theo Rossi's character, Youssef, where they are giving credit cards and they have to go like stolen credit cards and they go buy things with them and then he resells them. And she decides she like wants to get on on the game with him, but it kind of leads her down a really dark path. So um, it's really good. I, Albert Plaza like pulls it out in this movie. This is what I've been wanting to see. It's been like, you know, when you uh, leave your TV for too long and Netflix just starts scrolling through like what's new and it's popped up like mm-hmm. seven or eight times. And I'm like, Aubrey Plaza is really at the top of her game right now. I mean, she was a yeah. delight. I think most people would probably recognize her from Parks and Rec, but I mean, mm-hmm. she's doing more feature movies, feature length movies now. White Lotus, if she doesn't get nominated for a fucking Emmy for that, I mean, something's wrong. I mean, I don't know. I'm oh. sure there's plenty out there, but she should. Yeah. I mean, Which, come on. Speaking of Josh, one more episode left. One, oh, I'm excited. I'm excited because is it? Well, I wasn't going to talk about any more watches, but like how I was viscerally angry in the last episode. (laughs) I was like, this is just toxic bullshit that's happening right now between Avi Plaza's character, uh, her couple character. It's it's insane. Between her and her husband. husband. 100% Tanya's in a honey trap. For, for sure. Yeah. So my prediction is that the dead people are going to be Portia and the Brit. Ooh, really? I think I think they're going to fight on the boat coming back because I think she's going to figure out what's happening. And I hadn't even considered Portia. You know, I thought maybe it was. Uh, oh, what I is this? It- uh, not the not Aubrey Plaza and and her, her, the husband, but the one of the other husband, the the rich guy. Oh, Cameron? I thought maybe Cameron. It could be Cameron. Maybe his wife, even. Well, his wife is the one who found the bodies, remember? Oh, she's that's the, right. She's the one that's that goes right. in the right. water. You're yeah. right. Yeah. Maybe, so anyways, but yeah, it's, it's super exciting, guys. If you're not caught up, you need to catch up now. Everyone's going to be talking about it. We're going to be talking about it. So this, this is honestly one of the few shows that the second season is, is, better. is superior. It, it is so good. And Absolutely. This is going to keep me watching for at least probably two or three more seasons, even though it might. Especially if they keep Jennifer Coolidge. Oh, she has to be the through line. The, yeah. It, her as whoever is making the show. Thank God they didn't fire whoever the showrunners were for this, because I mean, <laughs> it is a stroke of genius. Like, think about the cast that you had, all of the options that any other showrunner or producer would have used mm-hmm. for a through line. 
using Jennifer Coolidge as a fucking stroke of genius. Well, absolutely. Because if you think about it, her character was so oblivious the entire first season. Yes. And like her problems weren't, they were like real, but like not really not real. real. Yeah. yeah. You know? And so like, she's kind of like, Oh, like all this is happening around me. And like, that's kind of the season. I mean, this season, she actually does have a very serious like plot line, but I, I think it's also more plausible for her too, because she has the money yeah. to, to be, you know, plopping around all these places. But yeah, I cannot wait for the new episode. Did you catch the line where she said is, is reference to season one, where she goes, I should have just started that spa with, that with the poor, <laughs> the poor <laughs> women. Yes, I was like, that poor woman. Yes, you should have. You're a terrible person. You're a terrible, terrible person. Yeah. Oh, my God. I literally died. I was like, I cannot call back right now. But uh, so, so, Jade, obviously, you know, again, our movie this week is Spirited, which stars Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell. And we were going to discuss maybe some of our favorite Christmas Carol movies. And Jade, when yes. I started making my list, I could only come up with like one or two. And I was like, <laughs> well, maybe if I go look at a list of like how many adaptations there are, that'll jog my memory. There are so many. And there are some versions I now want to go hunt down, both TV and movie, that are absolutely off the just just out of yeah. this fucking world. Insane. And I and I would love to see some of them. So Absolutely. Before we dive into the crazy list, you know, maybe what <laughs> what are one or two of your favorite adaptations of A Christmas Carol in, in terms of movies? So top of my list is actually Ghost of Girlfriends Past with uh, <laughs> Jennifer Gardner and Matthew McConaughey. And I just feel like this is actually a really clever adaptation because it's about relationships rather than specifically being like just a better person in general. Um, and I also love like Emma Stone in this movie who plays, um, I think kind of the Jacob Marley character. Maybe she's past, but either way, I, I just love like this idea, like taking him down, like relationship, you know, like Lane and seeing all like what he's done in the past and like how he's screwing people over in the present and how he's basically going to end up like old and miserable and alone. <laughs> um, it's a classic. And I think it's just, yeah, it's actually a really fun adaptation of A Christmas Carol. See, I think I, at least the one I remember, I, as far as my favorite, I think the one I've just probably watched the most is the 1984 adaptation of A Christmas Carol. Because I, I was more into mm. watching the classic story. And this is, many people may or may not know, uh, starred George C. Scott, which most people would probably know him from either Dr. Strangelove or from Patton, where he won an Oscar. So, uh, oh, okay. He did, yeah, I was like, wait, I had to look that up. I was like, I'm pretty sure he won an Oscar <laughs> for that, for Patton. But um, I think that's probably my favorite version. I, I This might kill you, Jade, but, you know, I think another adaptation that we think about is Bill Murray Scrooged. Yep. I actually can't get into that movie. I don't know what it is. I love Bill wow. Murray. It's just, like, not my thing. I don't know what it is about that film where I've tried to watch it, and I'm like, eh, it's all right. Like, it's okay. Yeah, I, I get it. I, <laughs> I think that's like a very popular one that people always talk about for like yeah. the Christmas Carol because it was I think it was kind of like the first like really modern updated version. And it was of Christmas always Carol. on TV. Like if you remember, it was always on a TV Josh, channel on and cable. It's 
still is. You best believe they're playing it for like ABC fam- or not ABC family, but free forms 25 days of Christmas. I wonder, um, I wonder if like Bill Murray still gets those checks from Scrooge, like in the mail, like however much those are now, you know, yeah, he does. 100% does because that was back when you could actually get residuals, you know, and shit like that. Like, damn, that was a time. I would like to know, you know, from some of those actors like Bill Murray, like what's the craziest th- movie or TV show that they've done that they're still cashing in on residuals? You know what I mean? Like some random oh fucking thing, you know? I mean, that would be yeah. amazing to hear about. Well, and it's funny because like the way residuals work is like over time they reduce. So it's like you can literally get a paid like a check for like 50 cents. That's your residual. And I'll take it. <laughs> whatever. Like, you know what I mean? Like money's money. Like <laughs> Uh, can we dive into some of these crazy, crazy adaptations, Shade? Because oh my God. Yeah. I didn't even know. I'm going to start off with what I think is something that I'm going to go hunt down on the internet somewhere. So I was a Lucy Lawless fan back in the 90s with Xena Warrior Princess. I actually liked watching mm-hmm. that more than Hercules. Oh, 100%. 100% it was better. Like, And it's it's still fucking classic. I've never seen this, but apparently they did a episode called a solstice carol and essentially what i'm being told is it's a pagan spin mm-hmm. on a christmas tale that's <laughs> pre xena teams up with santa claus no. in pre-christian times and went by the name Centicles. no yeah that this sounds <laughs> i'm in like i want to know exactly what this is it 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 has all these different. How does that work? They said they have winter. They're celebrating winter solstice with stockings, pine trees, ornaments. I, she gets the help of Gage, Gabriel, her sidekick. Who? Let's face it. They didn't say this in the nice, but that was her. That was her lesbian lover sidekick. We all knew that. Obviously, right? we all knew that together. They did the same yeah. thing in Cer- Hercules. How did we just think that that was his sidekick friend? That was obviously again Hercules' lover, right? Yeah. Okay. yeah. For sure. Right? Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I just madness. But uh, what about, are there any other crazy ones that you have seen? Uh, did, did, oh, I mean, one more. Did you know there was a William Shatler Christmas Carol on the Hallmark Channel that they made in 2003? Oh, I absolutely do. Um, you mean Shatner? Ha- yeah. It's, have, did I say Shatner? What did I say? I said Shatler. Shatler? Shatler. I'm stuffy, Jade. I can't. I can't get words out right now. <laughs> but yeah, no, I I haven't actually seen it, seen it. But I do remember when they were promoting it, and I was just like, Jesus Christ, what? William Shatner will literally do anything for a paycheck. <laughs> this is advertised as a classic Christmas story for ch- a changing world. It instead demonizes a woman for caring more about her career than her boyfriend. Classic. <laughs> It just sounds oh, Tori Spelling stars in that. Well, that checks out. Wait, <laughs> who is that? Is that um is that Webster? No, that's Gary Coleman. Oh yeah, Gary Coleman also in this. Damn, okay. All right. Right? right? Yeah. Fucking crazy. That that's wild. It's absolutely <laughs> just, I mean, unhinged. Uh another one. So have you seen this one, Jade? Here's one that has caught my attention. It was on several lists that I went. As I was doing, we were doing our background research, you know, because we don't have interns yet. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is called Mrs. Scrooge. It was on the USA Network. It premiered in 1997. Oh, my God. Yeah. And this one, it's, here's the description. It says this one is kind of bizarre. It's 
a, a black woman who, uh, let's see, it's Cicely Tyson, I believe is the name. Uh, yeah. And she's a cruel moneylender, Ebenita Scrooge. Mm. Yep. She's confronted with childhood traumas, realizing that she grew up impoverished. Something, something, something. They said, don't get me wrong. Mrs. Scrooge misses the mark more often than not. But uh, they teach her a lesson. And oh, wait. Nope. All the ghosts are white. <laughs> oh, that. Ah, uh, yay. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> we love that. This yeah. is, uh, I don't know. They said there's it was some like good. So close, like so close to maybe having like a good idea and then like execution. No, they, they say essentially they try to tackle some things regarding class politics, race and gender, but fall flat a lot of the times in this movie, which mm-hmm. it's the 90s. It does not surprise me, especially on the USA Network. <laughs> God, no. Yeah. I mean, uh, are there any I'd, other, I'd give it a watch. Are there any other versions that you can think of, Jay, that you would either watch or maybe just go, what the fuck were they thinking here? Um, I definitely love that it's always sunny um, episode where they did like a version of Christmas Carol. Um, it's hilarious. And it, I think it's when like Frank comes through the couch. I was gonna say, I isn't it where he's like birthed out of the couch or something like that? Yes. It's, 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 and it says his ghost of Christmas present entails sewing himself into the couch during an office party, ending in him bursting from the couch, completely nude and storming <laughs> off. And also always... <laughs> That always reminds me, too, of, like, the scene in Ace Ventura when Jim Carrey, like, looks like he's being birthed out of the rhino's ass in that <laughs> thing. <laughs> it's so good. They're like, look, the mother's giving birth. And it's just, like, him crawling out his tidy whities <laughs> Yeah. Um, love that. I also, I love, um, I love, like, the the classic, like, animated versions of it, like, I know there's, oh, there's like so the, many, right? There's so many. So there's like the specials like Mickey Mouse and like Bugs Bunny did one. Um, there's also like Christmas Carol, the movie with uh, voices by Kate Winslet, Simon Callow and Nicolas Cage. Nick Cage does a version? Yeah, with Kate Winslet. He, he does the voice of Marley. Crazy. Oh, my God. I'm going to yeah. go hunt that version down now for sure. Oh my god! And then there's the the terribly animated, but I mean it was great for the time. Uh, Christmas Carol was uh, from Robert Zemeckis, which is the voice of Jim Carrey. Um, oh yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that was like early. That was like early two thousand. Early two thousands, right? That was kind of around. Wasn't it a few years after The Grinch? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It was, it was, yeah. Because I remember everyone was like, "Oh, he's just doing another Christmas movie." Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and then I think I think the one that also for me, like I, I think how you said the nineteen eighty something version of Christmas Carol was one that you always recognize for me. Like, yeah. The one that I always think of as like the classic Christmas Carol, I believe it was it was like nineteen seventy four or something. It's with Albert Finney. Um, oh yes i know exactly isn't that the one they have like an over the top uh like christmas present right he's like all yeah that's that's yeah like look just like inspirited when he does like the traditional chris like ghost of christmas present like that's what this is like uh this one i think is like very close to the actual like book of a christmas carol so like it's 1970 it's it was the year but um i remember watching this all the time as a kid um, and like, this is like my, in my head, like what I always thought of when I thought of Christmas Carol, but Josh, did you know that a Christmas Carol wasn't even a freaking book? It was, like, uh, 
I'm so glad. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> periodical. This. Because I, I, this is one of my things too, because I, not an English major like you, Jade, but still someone who likes <laughs> to read and loves literature. And I'm like, this was never meant to be a fucking book. The only reason this fucking story is as long as it is is because Charles Dickens was being fucking paid by the page to publish yes. it in a newspaper over multiple what do you publications. So he got paid to add in all this let's face it, there's a lot of fucking filler in a Christmas story when you Christmas Carol when you actually fucking read it. There's a lot uh, of yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah, because it was never meant to be this like thought out like full length novel it was just like hey i want to get paid money to tell this fucking story of redemption about a rich guy like whatever yeah. <laughs> you know he's Jesus. like i'm just gonna put food on the table over here <laughs> movie review first look Jane, how about we jump into and take a first look at our movie this week which is spirited it stars will ferrell ryan reynolds and i one more. Octavia Spencer, right? Yes. Last, yeah. Okay, I was like, there's one more. I'm not looking at my notes. I have a lot of thoughts on this, but my one comment that I'm going to make before we go to break is, why the fuck was this a musical? Why? Thank you. No, I thought the same thing. Like, it's not that it necessarily was bad. I just didn't think that it needed to be a musical. I think, especially because, like, most of the film isn't a musical. I feel like there's only, like, a couple actual scenes where they sing and dance and even then half the time they'll like start to break out in song and then another character like cuts them off so it's like i don't even know why it was a musical it's kind of weird it's kind I wonder, of weird, like either go all in or just don't do it at all i'm wondering if it like that's what they thought their in was to potentially get an oscar nom or something similar you know maybe they could submit one of the original songs you're right, because this did release in theaters. So, which I was like, oh, okay, well, that means they're submitting it for something. Yeah. And that to me is like, I don't think you're winning. I don't think you're getting an entry for anything else aside from maybe an original song or maybe in the musical category. Yeah. 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 But any, any first thoughts before we go to break? Um, I was presently surprised by the film. I think <laughs> I just, you know, like I'm looking at it and I'm like, okay, this is just another adaptation of Christmas Carol. Like this feels like a money grab from like Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds. I was Absolutely. Like, this, yeah. And I was like, uh, like this, this can't be that great, but it was actually surprisingly good. I mean, like for what it is, like it's actually a pretty decent new holiday film, which I think is kind of hard to do nowadays. So yeah. yeah. Well, you know what? We'll give our complete thoughts. We're going to review our movie this week, which is Spirited. It's streaming now on Apple TV+. Plus. And now, our feature presentation. On a bitter, cold Christmas Eve... One dark soul is selected for redemption by the ghosts of Christmas past, present, and yet to come. A tradition that continues to this very night. Like a Christmas carol? Yes, yes. If you would just let me get this out, sit. So out of all the people on the planet, murderers, people who do gender reveal parties, I'm the guy you're going to haunt. You know what? Forget it. Our movie this week is spirited it's playing now on apple tv plus and jade 
I think I've already said it, but uh, I enjoyed this movie more than I thought I was going to enjoy it. And I think that's because most of the time I'm disappointed by holiday movies. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Right? Like <laughs> more just, times than not. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just because they're pretty generic. I feel like a lot of times movies will just try to use Christmas as like the backdrop to a regular film and they call it a Christmas movie. And I'm like, is it though? <laughs> is it? Well, Jade, for those who maybe haven't, I mean, there's been a lot of advertising for this film. I feel like I feel like I've seen the trailer everywhere. But for those who haven't maybe heard of it yet, what's a good description for folks? So uh, this is actually from the trailer. Um, imagine Charles Dickens' heartwarming tale of Scrooge visited by four ghosts on Christmas Eve, but funnier, and <laughs> with Will Ferrell, Ryan Reynolds, and Octavia Spencer. Also, huge musical numbers. Okay, we're asking a lot, but. Maybe just watch the trailer. (laughs) (laughs) It was so funny. That's what was like listed on. If you go and watch this on Apple TV plus, that is literally their description, their description, which is great. Like that's that half sold me on the movie right there. But yes, because the one on IMDb is like basically like a musical version of Charles Dickens's uh, Christmas Carol. You're like, wow. Okay, (laughs) got it. I'll say, let's start with the trash, because I do have a few issues with this movie. The number one, I've already said it, aside from maybe one, maybe two songs. I mean, the, uh, what was it? Good Afternoon was a fucking fantastic song. That was hilarious. That was probably the best one they had. Best song in the entire fucking movie. Yeah. Everything else was like they just kind of phoned it in. Like, it... Any Gosh. high school musical could have done these musical numbers in It 80%. felt to me like they forgot this was a musical when they were writing it. <laughs> and I think they were like, oh, fuck, I think we're supposed to like have music in here. Like, hold on. Let me just like throw together a few songs. I feel like they probably solidly had a couple songs when they originally wrote it. And then probably like, OK, yeah, we'll like fill in other scenes with like other songs and then it just like never happened. Or like maybe like they couldn't figure out how to make that scene work with music. And what's crazy is when you get to a song like Good Afternoon, which falls like right in the middle of the film, yeah. you realize, I mean, we all know, anyone who's watched Will Ferrell knows Will Ferrell is a decent singer. He's not terrible. He's not bad. He's he actually, can carry he, a tune. He can carry a tune, like fairly yeah. well, better than most people. And like Ryan Reynolds isn't half bad himself. It's just nothing, until they got to one or two of these songs, nothing really was built around their musical talents at all, which is like, why not? They were obviously going to be the star. These roles were written for them. Why wouldn't you build to their strengths? These songs are just trash and throwaway. Most of them. No, they absolutely are because like, the ones that like never even need to happen was like when uh Ryan Reynolds is doing that tree convention thing. And <laughs> I was like, this it was is- funny. It was funny. Sure. But like, it didn't need to happen. You're right. <laughs> it didn't need to happen. Like when you watch the rest of the film, it's kind of like, because the, the very beginning of the film, I felt like it was like musical number, musical number, musical number. Like they were like, boom, boom, boom. And I was like, okay, this whole movie is very, it's going to be like this. And then it wasn't, it just turned into like, a straight film yeah. and then all of a sudden like music was started up again. I'm like, Oh yeah, that's right. This is a, this is a musical. Like, I, I would kind of forget until it happened again. It was bizarre. And that's why I was in the, in the beginning of the movie, I was, I was starting to write it off because I was like, Oh no, like this is literally, this is lame is a Christmas Carol. Like this is going to be, and I mean, I, I kind of enjoy parts of lame is, but I mean, I'm like, this is going to be a straight, like every 
you know, five minutes or less, you're going like to every, every scene is a song is a song. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. That's what I thought it was going to be. And then it, it didn't. You're right. It just kind of at one point it was like they forgot they were a musical. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I just was like, because I forgot. And which is a good thing because <laughs> I preferred it this way. If it was songs for every scene, I would have checked out real quick. I will say, as a person who enjoys musicals, I actually like, especially when you're doing film adaptations, when, you know, you maybe have five to 10 songs in, in a, you know, two hour movie. Like, mm-hmm. that's great because you get up enough time to do those musical numbers, do them well, but then also tell an actual story and, and have film elements. You know who did it well that we watched recently was Cyrano. Oh, you're right. I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. I, I felt agree. like that was a, a decent amount of like doing straight scenes and then switching into music. Yeah. And some, yeah. and you know, I will say that nearly every song in Cyrano was there really for good. a reason and really good. Yeah. 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 They, like, they actually told a story with their songs. That was the other thing too, that I noticed about this is like, even though this, like some of the songs are good, they weren't really moving the story along or they weren't telling another story with the song. It was just kind of adding to what we already knew and what was happening in the scene. Like, you know what I mean? Like it wasn't pushing forward the scene. Do you think this is a musical primarily so that they can try and get nominated for an Oscar? Because I don't think they're getting nominated for anything else aside from original song or maybe an entry into the musical category. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It would be if you're like Oscar. I, I could see them maybe getting a Golden Globe for a musical oh, category. That's true. But because um, think about because just for performance alone, I could see this getting a nom just so that you could get Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds on an Oscar stage performing Good Afternoon. Um, right. Of course. Uh, of course. Yeah. No, I, I, I completely agree because I think, too, had they not made it a musical, I think this would have maybe fallen through the cracks a little bit because it's, you know, just another like holiday movie. And I think by they're like, oh, well, we're going to have like original Christmas songs now because you can sell the song separately as well yeah. right, to listen yeah. to. So it's like another another revenue stream, another way to like push the like the advertising of it and stuff like that. So I don't know. I mean, preferably I would have enjoyed it not being a musical because I also would have been 30 <laughs> minutes fucking shorter. I don't know why this is a two hour long movie, but you know, was that actually in a trash category? Cause I actually felt even for a two hour movie that this Gosh. moved along fairly well. Like the story I w- absolutely ended at the one thirty mark. And I don't know why it kept You're- going. You are kind of, there are there is an there is an ending where <laughs> it could have I thought it was over and then I looked and I did so a did little I. click and I was like oh it's twenty Same. minutes like what yeah what? I literally did that I was like cool we're about to because I always like to check the time at the end because I'm like oh like we're we're about to end right and then it was like yeah it was like another like 20, 25 minutes and I was like I'm I'm sorry what more do you have to fucking say like the yeah. movie is over it's over yeah. so eh, um yeah and that's uh, that's another kind of trash for me is like. The runtime, understandably, now with this being a musical, like that's going to add into your time. But I think had they just cut out some unnecessary songs and some unnecessary scenes, especially at the end, um, I think this just could have been a little bit tighter. I think for a Christmas movie, too, like I think you want it to be about 90 minutes because I think that's like the average time span. I think, too, like you want if you want kids to be watching it, if you're watching it with your family, you're like elderly people, like I'm watching my grandma. You know, yeah. 90 minutes. <laughs> no, I agree. I agree. Like, like I, there was, like you said, I, I think I remember the scene exactly where I was like, oh, wow, this is wrapping up. Like, this is, we're almost there. And I was like, oh, wait, 
What I think it was at the ice possibly... skating rink. Yeah. Like I thought everything was being tied up at the ice skating rink. I was like, oh, okay, cool. We're, we're getting there. We're ending. Yep. And then, and then I kept going and I was like, well, what do we have to talk about? What are we doing? <laughs> yeah. It's done. Uh, um, yeah. yeah. Any other trash? Uh, just, uh, yeah, for me, I just felt like, I, I wish there was like a little bit tighter on like explicit. Cleaning. I don't know. I just feel like it's obviously he's Christmas present and he's with him the entire time. So we don't really get anything from past and anything from yet to come. And I just kind of wish that was done a little bit better. Like, I mean, yet to come, I can understand. Cause like, that's always kind a of, we, we know what yet to come is going to do. He's going to point your fucking grave and all the horrible yeah. things that are going to happen. And like, which, you know, that's what like, they make fun of. Yeah. But you're, but you're right. We didn't get a lot into his past and or. I don't feel like we got enough from I, I forget her name every I forget everyone's fucking name today. I'm sick, but like uh the actress who plays Christmas present. I've seen her, I think, in in a couple of different yeah, shows. Uh Sunita Mani. Yes. Uh, who, yeah, who plays past. Like she's great. She had, some, she had great lines. I love that they basically made them hook up and then she was like, <laughs> Oh, I actually can't be around him now. And like that was their excuse for making Will Ferrell spend the rest of the movie with him. But yeah, like it was kind of a power. Like we powered through everything. We powered through his past. We powered through his present. I don't feel like we actually did get deep enough. They gave yeah. us like that one hospital scene and then the one scene with his mother. And that was kind of it to explain him and, and why he is the way that he is. And then we just get that one little sad glimpse of like the future, which kind of has to do with him, but like, not really. It's more like what his niece does. So I'm like, I, yeah. Which, by the way, fucking dark, my guy. <laughs> when dark. He, when he was like, he was like, "Are we gonna do oppo research?" Or, or she, his assistant was like, "We're gonna do oppo research on an eighth uh, grader." Goes, <laughs> yes. Yeah, on a thirteen like, year old. Yeah. Absolutely. And then when yeah. he spells it out, I'm like, actually. You're right. That's a great idea. <laughs> oh my god! But like, listen, I literally wrote in my notes after um, oh. they do the initial scene when she sends the text and everyone's writing all that shit, and I was like, I was like, this kid's gonna kill himself. And then, Jade, and did, then I Josh, didn't believe that that's where they went. I was like, did this kid kill himself? I was like, no. I was like, that's no. too dark. No, Josh. I literally was like, because I wrote that in my notes. I was like, I was like, because that was my um, first thought. Was like, oh my god, this kid's gonna like kill himself over this shit. Jesus and I wrote like, Christ. Like a dick, I wrote it kind of half jokingly, and then like they literally they, they show a funeral, and I was like, oh, oh, oh my god! I was like, wow. But you know what was weird about the funeral? <laughs> like, why was it in like a weird alleyway on a set of steps? Like, did he throw himself off a building? Like, I don't no, understand what happened. I think that was the school. Oh, okay. It was yeah. just weird. I was like, this is so bizarre. Where this memorial is, I don't. It, it took me a minute to understand that he died because I was like, I don't understand what's yeah. happening here. It was like uber dark and like i said it was weird because it was more to do with his like it's a consequence of his action basically pulling up that information and then handing it to a teenager to be responsible for posting but at the same time like it's more on her like that's you know what i mean i was like she's also a child like i mean you don't no no no, i know but as i'm saying it's like it's supposed to be like his future and like what happens to him. And I, and I get it. It's like, it's supposed to be the trickle effect, right? Like you make the future worse for other people, but like at the same time, like, isn't it also supposed to be like your future's bad because like normally it's like yeah. the whole, no one is caring 
caring for you when you're sick and no one's there at your funeral because you've isolated everyone because you're an asshole. Instead, it's more like, well, you made your niece bully someone into killing himself. And I'm like, wow, wow. holy shit. Also, you know what they did in this too is, you know, how Scrooge, the Scrooge like character always has a love interest that he loses and then tries to regain that yeah. storyline fizzles Pe- out. Like they're like, out. hey, there was this person that was important to her and then pff, gone. We never hear from her again. Never know what happens. Yeah, to her. They like introduce Nora at the mall scene. And then he's like, oh, yeah. And he tries to, that's the thing is I'm like, was he casually playing it off because he did care and then like later on we were supposed to see that or was did he just genuinely not care because yeah. we supposed to we see her again in the in the future uh and then like or present or whatever and he's like oh you think that i'm supposed to like want this like her being with the family and the kids like this is never what i wanted and so i was like okay well then like what was the point of you in adding that if it didn't actually affect anything like to the overall story? I don't know. Yeah. That was a, that was a Co- weird one. A couple of weird things that I think could have been, again, I think you said it best tightened up. Like there yeah. could have been some tightened up storylines and even in the editing and things like mm-hmm. that, that could have made this better and probably made it a tight 90 minutes. Yeah. Let's talk about treasure. And, and for me, Jade, one of the things I think is treasure, if you can call it that is just the interaction that we get between Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell. I mean, Oh if my God. you are going, most of us are watching this because Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell and or both are in this movie. Yeah. And they give you exactly what you want. Like it, it takes a few minutes for them to really heat up, I would say, and to get funny. But when they do, you get into the meat of this story. You get those little moments that you just wouldn't get from any other actor interaction. It's like the way they bounce off each other. Like I would be curious about how much of this is improv and like how much is scripted because the two of them, like they, they just pull it out. Like that's their personalities. You know what I mean? Like they come up with these quips and shit, like on the spot. It's insane. Oh, absolutely. I mean, what was so funny to me, Jade, is I think this was in one of the trivia notes for IMDb is, uh, and and I didn't see it until (laughs) like my, my wife, Danielle told me halfway through the movie, Ryan Reynolds said the most difficult thing about this film in the acting for him was he borrows and, and really like Will Ferrell was one of his idols that he you know, tried to emulate in his acting style, like as mm-hmm. he was coming up. And he goes, the hardest thing was acting across from him and not imitating him the entire time. So he's like, I had to like really get myself <laughs> into my character and like my mannerisms. So I wasn't just mirroring what the energy coming off of him the entire time. And I was like, that's, and that's great. And like, I started to think about Ryan Reynolds movies that I've seen and even just watching this film. And I was like, oh yeah, he does kind of like have some of those Will Ferrell like mannerisms. Oh, for sure. Cause I imagine, you know, obviously he's growing up watching him too. And then also wanting to be a comedic actor, probably pulled some stuff from him, but I will say there was a little bit of a data moment i don't know if you caught that when will ferrell and his like his gate of voice from other guys he's like good let's go right now and i'm like oh my god is that gata you don't take no shit <laughs> well and there was another fun moment where at the christmas party that ryan reynolds character was uh hosting that was a what it was a costume cr- holiday party which i don't think that i've ever been a part of or invited to jade is this a thing that people are doing god i hope so right i I want to like, do that. We were commenting. I was watching with my wife and I was like, it, is this like the perfect marriage of like a holiday party and Halloween, like all in one? Like this sounds, if we're doing this, like let's, I'll I'll dress up and go to it a fucking so holiday cool, party. It was so cool because they had like, 
heat miser. Someone was like um, Uncle Letty from like uh, Christmas Vacation. There was an Ebenezer Scrooge, which is really funny. Yeah, Buddy the Elf. Like That's what I mean. the, Buddy the Elf was funny because Will Ferrell's character Will runs into Buddy yes. the Elf, and it was great. I was like, this is. Did he say something like, "You look stupid" or something? Yeah, he's like, "You look stupid." stupid. Like, can you hear? That's when he can hear him. He's yeah. like, "You can see me." Yeah. <laughs> So uh, what what else was treasure for you in this, Jade? You know, I, I think the kind of original spin they took on it, the fact that it's not just like these four ghosts that are doing it. It's like an entire like organization. And I like that there's like this whole like office setting and the HR lady was absolutely hilarious. Um, <laughs> and I, I also just, you know, and so it's interesting too, because they talk about how like they do like, they pick one person, they do like a whole year research on them to figure out what's going to make them change their ways based on things that they're in their past, present, and future. Um, And then kind of like how they create these scenes and stuff. I just thought that was like really fun and really interesting. And I don't think a take that we've really seen before. I think Scrooge is kind of similar in a lot of ways, but like, yeah, I, I just, I really enjoyed this. Also, um, I liked the concept of like, retiring means that you get to like live your life one more time. Like you kind of get like another, a second chance, um, which was cute. So. No, yeah. it's no, I really like the explanation. Cause they did this fine balance of like, obviously they, they set up this arena where the afterlife, uh, you get to do tasks or you get to participate in doing good if you would like to. Right. And, and also that you know these are not hauntings necessarily they are but they literally set up simulation so that's how their explanation is for these <laughs> quote dreams is that they're moving these people around in these perfect simulations almost like you know mm-hmm. reality or a, a theatrical set you know which is it's it's fun like it's a fun explanation cuz they I think Ryan Reynolds, you know, obviously who is, I'm sure had a very heavy hand in the producing and in mm-hmm. a lot of other elements of this film, it's very tongue in cheek in, in many of the moments that I think only Ryan Reynolds at this moment is able to deliver to an audience, I think of our age, really. I mean, so many things that were just like, that's fun. Like I'd be thinking something, I'm like, that's really funny. Even random cameos. I think right now, Ryan Reynolds might be one of a handful of people that is just the the king of cameos in oh my god yes Judy Dench being in this movie how <laughs> fucking hilarious like for two seconds and it was hilarious yeah it was well and it's so great because it was a cameo too that one they called them out they called themselves out for and then two like it made sense because since it these dreams or these like sequences are like created by them it's almost like you could imagine as someone was like, I'm just going to like throw Judy Dench into this like dream. Cause I want to like, you know what I mean? So like, it also weirdly made sense. And I was like, that's kind of genius to be honest. Like, yeah, I, uh, I just, sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. That's, that's all I was going to say. I was going to move yeah. on to the next topic. If you, unless you had anything else. <laughs> oh no, no. That's yeah, so, I mean, best performance. Usually we talk about this, but I mean, really, for me, Jade, unless you have something different, it's a tie between Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds. I mean, it's. Yeah, that was exactly. I was like, I don't think I could choose either one. I think because number one, they both share the same amount of screen time. So it's not like one of them is the lead. And I think the two of them together, they just they're like this electric energy, you know? Yeah. I want to get into the quotes and I'm going to start <laughs> off with one of my favorites because we love finding Tampa quotes and we only had to go. 
about eight minutes into this film to yeah. find your Tampa quote. And I'm going to, I'm going to paraphrase. This is the character that the HR lady plays. And she's talking to Will Ferrell about potentially him retiring and starting a life. And she mentions, she goes, you know what? I, God, I miss drinking. I used to go so hard with my girls back in Tampa. We were crazy. We saw a cruise ship one time and I was like, <laughs> fucking, of course, of course, that would be the reference to Tampa. Yeah, absolutely. It's funny though, because as soon as she said that, I was like, that actually could happen because yeah. not like big cruise liner, like Carnival. It was the but- dinner ship. We all know it was the yeah, dinner yeah, ship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But there's there, yeah, I was gonna say, there's like these like mini cruises that we have that go along like the bay and the river called like Starship Cruise. And I was like, she would, I could totally see someone stealing a Starship Cruise. Jade, if Florida man or Florida woman like showed up in the Tampa Bay Times and said they stole the dinner cruise, I, yeah, I, no surprise. I would Josh, have not even t- somehow my- at my workplace, I got subscribed to get notifications to my Mac from Tampa Bay times. So their headlines just pop onto my screen. <laughs> and let me just tell you, they are fucking wild. The headlines <laughs> that I read in a day, I'm like, what? And then, but it's like, I don't even blink. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah Florida. It's Florida. That, it's fine. That checks it's, out. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Yeah, no, I absolutely loved that. Um, I love too when um, <laughs> when Will Ferrell beats Ryan Reynolds' character for the first time, and he goes to describe him. He's like, he's like the perfect combination of Mussolini and Seacrest. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I was like, that is the best description I've ever heard. Uh, one of one of uh, other favorite lines here is actually from uh, Ryan Reynolds, and he's questioning uh, Jacob, or he's and he's going. Wait a minute. So out of all the bad people in the world, murderers, rapists, people who have gender reveal parties, I'm the person that you picked to to redeem. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. Well, I was laughing so hard at that because I'm like, that's exactly my response. I'd be like, I'm a terrible person. But like, what about like these like serial killers? Like, I don't know. Like, I think I'm like, not that bad. <laughs> But Jacob Marley is just like, uh, we can't redeem everyone. (laughs) I feel like you and I are on somewhat the same level if it came to this. Like, I feel like I would be freaked out for the first maybe like 10 seconds. And I'd be like, wait a minute. Oh my God. Did I eat something terrible or like, what is happening right now? Nothing felt more accurate to me when like, even Marley's like, he's like, he says, feel my chain. And then Ryan Reynolds is like, ew, can I not? Can I not? I'm like, that for sure would be me. I'm like, I don't, I'm sorry. I don't want to touch your chain. I don't know what's happening. Well, I love that's when he like almost finally gives up. He's like, hey, can you just, can you just let me finish yes. my bit here? And I'm like, I think at that point I'd just be like, yeah, just, yeah, no, take oh, 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 oh yeah, sorry. I, I apologize. Just go, yeah. do your thing. Go, go ahead. <laughs> Continue. Yeah, no, I, that's, that's exactly how I would have handled it too. Like, that, oh. but just the part where like my, my wife said this was me, where like Ryan Reynolds, like every like maybe 10 seconds, he's like, I have another, I have, just another question. Just yes. Uh, uh, and I was like, that's fucking me. I'd be like, wait, Josh, I'm confused by the storyline. Could you? I literally wrote three. that in my notes. I was like, every time he pauses him, I was like, that's Josh. That's Josh. For sure. Excuse me. Like, this is why I feel like if I was ever kidnapped or like held for ransom or terrorist, I'd be killed immediately, probably because they'd be like, all right, you're here for it. I'd be like, I I have two or three questions. Just r- real quick. Uh, uh, me- sir. Sir, where are the bathrooms? <laughs> That's where oh you're worried God. about? Yes. John, no, I, stop. I, 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 you because I, my first question would be like, where do I pee? And like, also I'd be like, guys, I just want you to know, like, if I don't pee, I could get a UTI. If I get a UTI, I'm less valuable. <laughs> exactly. 
um, like we just, we got to handle the situation. Like it is what it is. I would never make it through a haunting or a terrorist situation or anything. I'd never make it. (laughs) Absolutely not. Um, but yeah, no, I love, um, I love too. like when, um, Judy Dench like runs by and after they're like, wait, is that Dame Judy Dench? And then one of them was like, I loved her in Chocolat. <laughs> it's, it's Chocolat. <laughs> Chocolat. <laughs> Chocolat. By, by the way, also one of my like favorite movies of all that time. That movie is fucking great. Johnny Depp is, that's his best movie. Like Underrated in that film. I don't think people Absolutely. Like, like know that movie well enough of like a Johnny Depp movie. There are like two movies that I will watch Maybe three. Like any time that they're on, if, even if they're on with commercials, like Chocolat, yeah, Annie Hall, and Casino. Like those are the three for me. I'll watch those movies anytime. Like it's 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 great. Like <laughs> love those movies. Also, one that reminded of reactions that we would have. Jade in the movie was very early in the movie for this quote, and it's there's a there's a new crop of folks in the afterlife, and they're all coming into this scene where they're learning that oh we help out do these things every year where we pick one person try to redeem them (laughs) and they're doing the orientation and these couple of people they go um why is everyone singing right now and the hr person goes oh because it's it's a musical and one of them goes what is and she goes well all of this the afterlife (laughs) and there's two recruits and one of them's like yay this is amazing and i'm like that's me and the other one's like Oh man. And I was like, Jade, Jade. Yeah. I was, <laughs> Josh, my very first thought, like watching that was like, I would be that guy. And then I'd be like, is there like an elevator to hell? Like send me there please. Because like, I can't be here right now. If this is the whole thing, it's going to be musical. Um, no, that was absolutely hilarious. Cause I was like, mm, accurate. Um, <laughs> also I love this, like one throwaway line from like, Will Ferrell. So it's like after he becomes human again, and Ryan Reynolds comes back from the rest of his dream. And he's like, Will Ferrell's like sitting there. He's clearly watching TV all night. He's like, hey, I think I might have moderate to severe Crohn's disease. <laughs> no, you don't. No, you don't. Stop watching like, that. Stop yes, watching that. Stop watching that. <laughs> <laughs> think of that was that stupid fucking commercial. Do you have moderate to severe Crohn's, Crohn's disease? disease? <laughs> Every time. Oh. And I'm like, oh, my God, I know exactly what commercial yes. he's watching. Yes. Oh, my God. Terrible. Terrible. Uh, also, oh. I, I would ask this, but I think we're both in agreement. I was going to say favorite song, but it has to be the Good Afternoon song, right? I mean, that's that's the best song in this whole fucking movie. It is. I literally couldn't tell you a lyric from any of the other songs except for Good Afternoon. I mean, Good Afternoon was incredible. I also loved their little tap dancing moment. Like, I love when Ryan Reynolds is like, he's like, tap is new for me. It's a very expressive medium. And like, <laughs> but like, oh my God, the way it's basically just saying like, fuck off to everyone. Yeah. Oh, the best. Oh, I like it too, because like, they're like, oh, and Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds are like vibing at the point. They're like, oh, did, where did you get that, that one part from? But did you yes. just like, I, I was just, I, I, was, I was just going with you. it. And then, and then the people, yeah. they joined in and, and it was, it just, you know, it kind of just got away from itself there for a minute. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. That was such a great moment. And now it also makes me kind of like want to start using that as like a way to say like, fuck off. I'm like, good, <laughs> good afternoon. afternoon. <laughs> I hope it catches up. I hope it fucking catches up. Like I do real. too. Yeah. Uh, Jade, any last anecdotes or, or fun facts before we give our rating? Uh, just, I thought it was interesting because I, I guess there wasn't like an article or not an article, but um, you like an interview where like Will Ferrell and Ron Reynolds had said that they had always wanted to work together. Um, and it's funny because they actually were in a movie together, but I'm assuming they don't have any scenes. I haven't watched this movie in a really long time, but do you remember Dick from 1999 with Kirsten Dunst? 
Oh, what? Yeah, I mean, I Where remember like, it, but I don't. I couldn't tell you the whole plot, but I do remember like just, the I think advertising. It's like Kirsten Dunst, and then I forget the other actress who's in it, but like they played like interns yeah. at the White House with Nixon, and they um, end up overhearing the Watergate scandal, like essentially in their their like deep throat. And yep. I think Will Ferrell plays the journalist, but Ryan Reynolds has like a small role in it as well. So I just thought it was funny that wow. they. They did actually start a movie together, but never had any scenes together. So this is like their first official film together. Interesting. I did not know that. That's that's a deep cut. <laughs> I know, trivia. right? Trivia. When anyone goes to trivia, you can be like, actually, the first movie, Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds, it was Dick. <laughs> it was Dick. Uh, so, so where do you rate this movie, though, Jade, out of our three? Oh, we have five ratings, and maybe we haven't gone over those yes. in a while. So we have our treasure which is the top of the top we mm-hmm. have our gem that was like you know it was good not quite a treasure but probably watch it again our shelf which is you know right there you know if you had a dvd collection still instead of everything being mm-hmm. virtual you'd stick it there and you know you watch it once every 10 or 15 years and then uh yeah you know you have your uh you know you have your trash which there's a place for that and then just fucking raging dumpster fire yeah yeah <laughs> so this for me Funny enough, even though I said really good things about it as a shelf, um, I don't think I'll be watching this next Christmas season. Like, you know what I mean? See, I think for me, this because it's because it's better. It's corn. (laughs) (laughs) I think this is a gem for me because this Mm. is something. Well, I don't know if I would actually sit down and watch it as closely as I did right now. I could add this to my Rolodex. Do people say Rolodex? People don't say Rolodex. Well, so that's anymore. why it's a but, shelf for me. I but feel like. I, but like, I could put this in the same category as Elf, where like, I enjoy watching Elf in the background while like things are going on at Christmas. But Elf is a shelf for me too. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. That's bold. Elf does, is not aging as well. I think we've mentioned this on the show before. Like, to me, Elf yes. is not aging as well. It's funnier Listen, to talk Josh, about than it is to watch. It's. It's funnier to quote than it is to watch. I know that for a fact because 30 minutes of the movie are boring. Well, yeah. And it's funny because like since the movie came out, I remember kind of being a little like, I don't really know. And everybody was just like, what are you talking about? It's like one of the funniest Christmas movies of all time. And I was like, I mean, you said it, though. It's one of the funniest Christmas movies. Like there's nothing else that compares. And that's it because it's in the class of its own because there's no nothing else is, is there's nothing to compare it to there's not like, a lot of yeah, yeah like for me i was like i'm sorry but grinch still trumps every other oh, christmas I, comedy it just uh, does it is pretty <laughs> good i'll have to admit it's pretty good listen when we watch that and christmas vacation back to back it, grinch was still better <laughs> i mm, close mm. i mean so, still better i will say it's still better than i for whatever reason re unreasonably wrote it off uh years ago it's aged much, much better than most Christmas movies. You know why? I think it's because you, as an adult, realize that you are the Grinch. Because yeah, absolutely. I was like, oh, yeah, absolutely. The, the older I've gotten watching that movie, the more I'm like, yeah, a hundred percent. Fuck these people. Like, and his his like um, what is it? His outbox message. I want that to be mine. I wish I could. I really do. <laughs> I was like, if you so much as other ones, I'll hunt you down and cut you like a fish. <laughs> you know what's crazy is there is obviously a little bit of prosthetic and makeup and things like that in that movie, but um, 
Jim Jim Carrey said one time he was sitting in line uh, for something and like uh, a couple came up to them with their child and you know they mentioned something about the Grinch and he does he he can do the fucking he, face he does the fucking smile. face that's his face yeah. and they went they said the parents were like we thought that was makeup and he's like <laughs> and I was he, like it's creepy I think you can see him do an Ace Ventura yeah like before, prior to that yeah. yeah. It's insane. But anyway, yeah, so this, this, this movie, movie. <laughs> is a shelf for me personally. Gem for me, but you know what? I think it's one that we would both at least recommend more so than well, a lot of the other Christmas movies we have watched. So definitely watch this, not the Christmas story sequel. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. We're, we're yeah. not even gonna talk about that. I'm not watching that. So don't it's, no. I can no. tell you without watching it, it's gonna be horrible. Anyway, Spirited, it's on Apple TV Plus. Give it a try. I told you, the guy is a level 20 pain in the dickens. Come on, I can take this guy. I'm your ghost of Christmas present. La 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 la, I'm not watching your dramatic re Hey, I'm haunting you. You can't just run away from me when I'm haunting you. Hello? I believe he can be a positive force for mankind. And he's got his hands all over everything. Yeah, I wish. Maude, are you texting HR? No. People don't change. We got a runner! That's just fun to watch. I'm here to change him to being a more positive force for humanity. <laughs> Clint. <laughs> Clint. Yeah. And once again, our movie was Spirited. You can watch that on Apple TV Plus. And if you need more reason to get Apple TV Plus, not that they're paying us for this, but I'll say <laughs> the reason I've kept them around, Jade, is because of wow, I almost said like Ted Mosby, and I'm like, that's not right. <laughs> <laughs> Ted Lasso. Wow. There we go. Ted Lasso. Fantastic. Can't wait for the next season. Also, Severance Sever is one Rince. of my favorite shows, period, this year. I mean. Oh, yeah. Severance period. is incredible. Yeah. Ted Lasso. I am loving Mythic Quest. I also like Home I Before need to Dark. Oh, um, what is that? I told you about this before. It's about the young girl who their family moves from New York back to their old hometown. And I think in like. Oh, that's right. Seattle. Yeah. And then she uncovers like the mystery of, a, of her father's childhood best friend, like who went missing. Nice. Yeah. I, I think that's probably on my list. Although, you know, what is it? Apple TV plus on my list of apps on my TV is always like so far over that I forget sometimes, you know, I'm like, oh yeah, I do have that over there. That happens to me because I have a fire stick and it'll, it'll give you an option to have like, si like your six, like favorite yep. shown and the rest you have to like go into the app section. And it's so like, I'll do the same thing. I'll like forget. I have subscriptions to other things. Cause I don't necessarily go into that. So like, sometimes I'll remember because like, there's like the row below is like recently used apps or something. And if it's one of those, I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. I just watched something on Apple TV plus. That's, that's what yeah. happens to me all the time. I mean, I literally have it. So usually like Netflix and Hulu and Prime. And then like H HBO is usually kind of in there, I think in my visible apps. And then like, yeah. I forget about everything else. Like I'm yeah. like, oh, Disney plus. That's right. I still pay for that. I should probably yeah, take a look at it. Yeah, because I think mine's like Netflix, Hulu, HBO, Disney plus. And then I think I have like YouTube and Prime are like all my visible ones. And then the rest yeah. I'm like, I Jesus Christ, can't keep up. You know, there's a lot of great movies. We're, we're going to talk about our, our movie next week, which we're going to continue our the holiday theme here, but there's yes. so much getting released in the next couple and has been released on yeah. various streaming platforms. 
I think we talked about this last week, but I'm still freaking excited about it, Jade. Bullet Train, yes. for those who haven't seen it, I know we reviewed it already. It's on Netflix. Yep. Watch it. I'm going to go watch it again. Love that fucking film. I can't believe Netflix. I'm probably going to watch it on the plane again. <laughs> Why Absolutely. not? Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Glass Onion comes out in a few weeks. Uh, mm-hmm. That's in theaters right now. We're excited about that. Uh, there's a few others, right, Jade, that are, are getting released pretty soon. So Amsterdam that was just in theaters is now on HBO Max. Um, yeah, Glass Onion is coming out December 23rd on Netflix. And then um, we also have Troll just released on Netflix. That's a Norwegian film, but that looks really good. I'm excited about that. And I think there's like a few others, but... Um, For those who like period pieces like myself, uh, Lady Chatterley's Lover just got released on Netflix. And yes. also uh, Florence Pugh actually has a new film, another period piece called The Wonder. Uh, that looks somewhat interesting. Although I'm a little concerned because it had a lot of buzz, I feel like, when it first got dropped and then it just fizzled out. So I have a feeling it's really boring. I have a feeling it's probably one of those that if it gets any attention, it's going to be because of Florence Pugh's performance and that's about it. Well, yeah. 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 Anyway, Jade, let's talk about the movie that we're reviewing this week. What is it? Your Christmas or Mine on Amazon Prime. This stars Asa Butterfield. You guys might know him from Sex Education. Um, we also have Cora Kirk and then a few other people like Daniel Mays and Angela Griffin. So this is a British film. Um, it's a rom-com. So it's, uh, about two, this couple who, um, are away for the holidays on Christmas and they decide to surprise each other without knowing it. So they take trains to each other's homes and then they get snowed in. So now they're stuck with each other's families, um, being separate. So, um, yeah, it looks kind of like a funny, sweet, silly Christmas movie. I love a good British holiday movie. So, I mean, this might be something a little more refreshing. Hopefully we can continue the streak of at least watchable holiday movies. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) All right, Jade, uh, where can folks find us between now and our next recording? If we, you know, maybe decide to stop doing our day jobs and, you know, update some of our social channels. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So when I become a full-time social media manager um we have our tiktok twitter instagram and facebook we are our taste is trash and we also have a website our taste is trash.com great well you know come back next week if you want to watch our next movie it's called your christmas or mine it's streaming on which platform jade amazon prime amazon prime come back next week to get ourselves a treat